Right now at Safeway, save on all your personal care favorites during the Buy 3, Save 3 dollar sale. During the Buy 3, Save 3 dollar sale at Safeway, buy three of your favorite personal care items like Dove Shampoo, Dove Antiperspirant Deodorant, Dove Men's Body Wash, Tresemme Hairspray, or Axe Shower Gel and save $3. Offer expires November 28th. Restrictions apply. Visit Safeway.com or head into your local store for full offer details. powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're not taking sides, we're taking over. We're taking over. Huh. Let's make this confession together, everybody. Because I'm unconditionally loved by God and at harvest, I come to God as I am. But through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet in Jesus' name. Remain standing for just a moment. One scripture I want us to look at, Psalm 144. Psalm 144, new series starting today, Already One. Say that with me, Already One. Say it with me, Already One. Psalm 144, verse number one. Short verse, but it packs a lot of punts, got a lot of meaning to it. Every battle, already won. Every issue, already won. Every challenge already won. All you're doing is walking out what he already worked out. Psalm 144, 1. I want you to read it together with me. Y'all sound like an army today. And uh, sounds like some of y'all came in here ready for battle today. So I just want you to say it with me today. Come on, church. Let's say it together. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Now, that's a powerful verse. It didn't say he gets me out of the war. He said he trains me for the war. Didn't say he gets me out of the battles. He says he trains me for the battles. Let's read it one more time, army. Let's say it together, church. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Father, today, as we begin this new series, week one. I've already won. Every battle, every problem, already won. I pray that you'd speak to us wherever we're at in the individual circumstances and situations in our life. And I declare that you would take this word and make it applicable for every situation, every battle, every problem that we're facing. Father, we realize that 2,000 years ago on that cross called Calvary, you won every battle for us. So we're just walking out what you already worked out. So illuminate your word to us in a fresh way. Speak something to our specific situations in a fresh way. And I pray that nobody would leave this place not having had an encounter with you an experience with you today it's in jesus name we pray everybody say it as you take your seats you just have five two or three people and just say the battle to become the battle to become the battle to become you can be seated 
I preach in series at Harvest because we don't just want the ritual of church without results. And today we're starting this new series called Already Won. A battle is defined as a fight or a struggle to achieve or resist something. And when we think of battles and problems in life, we often think of big ones like divorce or cancer, bankruptcy, the death of a loved one, the failed relationship, losing your job, your car or your home, losing weight. And those are already won through God's word. But in this series, we're focusing on everyday battles that we face. And we can name tons of them like anger or patience or discouragement or frustration or self-discipline or your kids acting crazy, marital strife, or when your money gets funny and starts telling you jokes, self-doubt, addiction. But here's what they all boil down to. Somebody say, what's that, Bishop? They boil down to the battle to become. Become what? To become better. Say this with me. When I become better, my life is better. Now, I need you to check that because you often think when my battles are easier, then my life will become better. Or when my circumstance change, chances, circumstances change, then my life will change. No, that's not how it works. When you become better, then your life is better. Now, here's the good news. The battle to become better is already won by Jesus. And we just have to walk out what he already worked out on the cross. Do me a favor. Look at your neighbor and say, just walk it out. Tell him, just walk it out. He's already worked it out. Only thing you got to do is just walk it out. So here it is. First point, I want to jump right into the meat of the message. The battle to become better, it's one with a decision to be a disciple. It's one with a decision to be a disciple. Uh, that verse that we read in Psalm 144 says that God trains us. And to train us implies that he's making us better or we're becoming better. But it also implies continual training. And in Christianity, that continual training is called discipleship, which means to be a disciplined student. So the battle to become better is one when you make a decision to become a disciple. Say, I decide to be a disciple. Luke 640 says this, a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. Now, since Psalm 144, one says that God is training your hands for war and your fingers for battle. Uh, that means then as he's training you, you're becoming more like him. No, you missed it. That means as he's training you, you're becoming more like him. And practically, that's why faithful church attendance is so important because you get classroom training here. Then you go out and get field training called battles to use what you learn in your classroom training. I'm going to say it again. That's why it's not, uh, it's not wise to miss church because you're missing classroom training. So that way when you get in a battle out there, you won't be able to succeed in the field because you miss your lessons in class. I remember when I learned how to shoot a handgun, uh, I, I remember uh, that I had to learn, uh, use what I learned sitting so that I could stand when I was shooting. I'm going to say it again. I had to use what I learned sitting so I'd be able to stand when I was shooting. I remember sitting in the classroom instruction for hours and I just, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a man. So, you know, I just kind of want to just go shoot. I, you know, I'm like, okay, this is nice, all of these steps and all of this and clean it like this and all of that. I'm like, I'm just going to bring it to somebody to clean it. Just, uh, and I had all these steps and all these notes. And I, I had, I'm a note taker, so I had like three pages of notes. I, you know, I had Cornell two-column notes. My notes were laid out and all of that. I was like, because I don't need no kind of mistakes, no kind of issues. I said, you know, there's enough natural ways to go. I don't need to add some. So I had all these notes from the classroom training, and the classroom training was like four hours of training. It started at like 8 a.m., and then we had a break, and then it was another two hours. And I, I said, this is a lot of classroom training. But I appreciated it because when I finally got into the, uh, into the shooting range, when I finally got into my, uh, uh, my uh, little, what do they call those things, the, the little, um, my box, lane, lane, thank you. Uh, when I finally got into my shooting lane, all of a sudden I got nervous. 
Because I never shot a gun before. I, okay, I, I never shot one before. Now, your neighbor may or may not have, and they may or not have been trained. I'm going to leave that alone. They, they may have just been like, if somebody roll up on me, it's going to be some misunderstanding. You don't want no problems with me, so I, I have training. It was, it was called on-the-job training. Isn't this, okay. So then we went through all of these notes, and as we took all of these notes uh, in the classroom training, I got up, and then all of a sudden, I got kind of nervous. I was like, okay, oh, it's really, this is real now. So, I, you know, I put, you know, put, put it in my hand. I'm like, oh, God, this is, oh, God, I thought this was lighter than this. And so I'm doing it. I'm loading. I'm like, oh, God, and it's hard to load. I said, watch this. And then I finally got ready, to, and, I, and I had, I probably had just pockets of sweat dripping down, because I, not because it was hot, just because I was nervous. Watch this, because I was getting ready to do what I had been training to do. You're not hearing what I'm saying. See, the reason you've got to make the decision to be a disciple so you can become better is because in here you're learning so that when you get out there, you don't freeze up when it's time to fire. You're not hearing what I'm saying. In here, you're going to learn some lessons that when you get out there, you'll be able to say, wait a minute, on Sunday morning, I learned this is how to handle that. When somebody's coming against you, you'll say, wait a minute, I learned how to handle that on Sunday. When you're dealing with financial trouble, you'll say, wait a minute, I'm a faithful giver. I learned how to handle this. I can't freeze up. I can't get nervous. I can't get stuck because the battle to become is already won. So, so watch this, so watch this, watch this. Uh, you can't stand in battle if you can't sit as a disciple. And the issue many people have in life is that they want to come to church once a month or come to church once a quarter or come to church once every six months or come to church, uh, see you and me, Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter, yet not realizing every day you've got a battle, which means every day you've got to be a disciple. But the reality is it's not enough to just come. You have to make a decision to be a disciplined student, and you're going to be a stagnant student when you stop studying. Say the battle to become... It's already won. It's won. Come on, talk to me, church. Say it's won with a decision to be a disciple. It's a disciplined student. What if you treated church more than just, I just come so I can feel good? What if you treated it as, no, 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 I got to get my battle plans. Because I'm not having a repeat of 2016 in my life. I'm not having a repeat of 2015 in my life. I'm not going through that bankruptcy again. I'm not going through another divorce unnecessarily. I'm not going through loss again. What have you decided to be a disciplined student? Say the battle to become is already won. Here's the second thing. It's, it's one with a better diet. It's one with a better diet. In our physical bodies, when we eat better, we live better. And when we eat great, we live great. And that's true for our spirit, too. See, we are a triune being. That means we are a tripart being. We are a spirit. That's our subconscious mind. We possess a soul. That's our conscious mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. And we live in a physical body. Say triune. Now, what, what happens is this. You don't beat battles when you're spiritually malnourished. You're trying to go off for something you heard two years ago. And you're malnourished. That's why John 4.33, it's Jesus uh, and his disciples. They're having an interaction. And watch the interaction. John 4.33, therefore the disciples said to one another, has anybody brought him anything to eat? Because they were saying, Jesus, you need to eat. Then they were like, well, did, did we even get him something to eat? When you look at Jesus and his interactions with his team, it reveals a lot about why he was so frustrated with them. Because they were around him but never got it. 
You ever had people around you that just never got it? You're like, you're like how, how, do we, how do we have all these discussions? How do we have all these talks? When you look at that, it, Jesus was just constantly frustrated because they never got it. And so in this particular verse, they said, Rabbi, you need to eat. And, and then he says, well, I've, I've already eaten. Then the disciples said to one another, well, who brought him something to eat? Now, uh, side note, there's a leadership lesson in here. Who was in charge should have knew who brought him something to eat. Because everything rises and falls on leadership. Leaders are lids so that you can only go to the extent of the leadership that's in place. So somebody should have known that question. So that question is really a shame. But let's just go to verse 34. That was a side note for leadership. Just to throw that in for managers and supervisors, etc. Verse number 34. Jesus said to them, he was like, y'all don't get it. He said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. It's to do the will of him who sent me. And to finish his work. Jesus' diet was doing God's will and finishing strong. And it's not that we don't know what God's will is. God's will is simply God's word. And we know it. We often just don't do it. And the truth be told, most of us, we know how to start. We just don't always finish. And that's because of our spiritual diet. Jesus said, I want to do what I'm told and I want to finish strong. I want to do what I've been sent to the earth to do, and I want to finish strong. I think your neighbor is sick of false starts. I'm sick of getting started and not finishing. I'm sick of making a, a declaration, I'm going to do this, and I don't do it. Can I be honest with you? If we're really honest in this moment, you may be frustrated with some areas of your life, but I need to tell you, it's not God's fault. It's not your mama's fault. It's not your daddy's fault. It's not your boss's fault. You need to look at the man or the woman in the mirror and say, why is it that you don't finish things that you start? But I came to speak it into somebody's life today that your diet is changing to be like Jesus. I'm going to do what I was to do and I'm going to finish strong to finish strong you have to have nourishment to finish strong to finish strong you, you, you ever at the beginning of your day you, you, you were good and then by the end of your day you're like oh. it's because of your diet during the day Said again, it's because of your diet during the day. You had, you know, you had a half an apple slice and talking about I'm so tired at the end of the day. Well, of course you're tired. You didn't eat enough. Or watch this, you had nothing but maple bacon donuts. Whoever that is. You had nothing but maple bacon donuts the entire day. And so you got on, watch this, you got, watch this, you got on a sugar high, but then you crashed. So you couldn't finish strong because all you did was get excited, but you didn't do anything with what you were excited about. You got motivated about what your day could be, but you didn't have the follow through to get to the end of the day. But I came to speak it into somebody's life. That's over because the battle to become is already won. Jesus' diet, his diet was knowing God's will and finishing strong. And Jesus' diet is how he won the battle to become better. So he won that. And it gave him the power to say things like, nevertheless, after verses like Luke 13, 31. Watch this exchange. We looked at it on Wednesday Night Live this past week. On that very day, some Pharisees came saying to him, get out and depart from here, for Herod wants to kill you. Now, just, just look at this for a moment. Getting some news that somebody wants to kill you, that's kind of bad news. Getting some news that the leader of the region wants to kill you, that's kind of even more bad news. Getting news knowing he's got the power to kill you, that's like even worse news. You know, it's one thing if somebody that's powerless makes a threat. Like you ever had somebody like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you. I'm like, you can't even get a job. I mean, you need to just, you can't even get a, 
get a, you know. <laughs> I'm going to take you down. You can't even take notes. I, you know. <laughs> but it's another thing when somebody with power says it. So imagine Jesus. He's 100% God. He's 100% man. Theanthropos, the God man. So much God you can't believe he's man. So much man you can't believe he's God. Imagine Jesus getting this and watch this. His divinity is like, I'm God. You don't threaten me. His humanity is like, Herod just threatened me. Are you catching that? His divinity is like, this is already one. His humanity is like, whoa. His divinity says, I've already beaten this. His humanity says, this might get ugly. Okay, let me say it another way to make it practical for you and I. On Sunday at church, he was like, the battle to become is already won. But Monday night when he's in it, I can't take no more. Okay, y'all not going to talk to me. Okay, 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 okay. So, so, so Wednesday night, he's, it's evolution time. But, but then Thursday morning, it's just, I'm sick of time. I'm out of time. Don't want no more time. Can't take no more in time. Anybody been there? We've all been there. Watch this. Watch this. On that very day, verse 31, some Pharisees came saying to him, get out and depart from here, for Herod wants to kill you. They said, listen, you need to get on the run because Herod is after you. And that's what some situations and some battles will do for you. You need to run because there's a battle. You need to run from that marriage because you had a disagreement. You need to run from that job because you had a disagreement. It's quiet in the church. You, you need to run from that battle. Get out of here because it may get ugly. But Jesus had a different diet. And because he had a different diet, he didn't look at it the same way everybody else looked at it. The rest of the disciples were like, that's probably a good idea. We should probably get out of here. Because they didn't eat the same thing that he ate. He ate to do the will of what he was sent for. He ate to accomplish what he was sent to do. But then he ate to finish strong. Say, I need another diet. Say, I need a better diet. So look at this, verse 32. And he said to them, you go tell that fox. And if you weren't here for the last series, that you don't understand why the word fox is so significant. He says, you go tell that fox, behold. He said, in other words, look at what I'm doing. I cast out demons and I perform cures and I'm going to do that today. In other words, watch me do it. <laughs> While me do it, he said, he said, watch me do it. He said, I'm going to cast out demons and I'm going to do that today. And I'm going to do that tomorrow. And then on the third day, I'm going to be very good at doing that because just because there's a battle doesn't mean I'm running. And I think you need to high five your neighbor and say, I'm not running anymore. Stop running from stuff just because it's a battle. You need a better diet so you can finish strong. Stop running. You have to not keep starting over if you would stop giving up. He said, listen, he said, listen, what you don't understand is, he said, listen, I'm going to do it today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And he said, and on the third day, I'm going to be perfect at it. He said, I'm going to be very good at it. Why? Because he trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. He was like, Herod, I was built for what you threatened me with. You know, I hear what I'm saying. Some of your situations you're facing in life, you need to say, I was built for what I'm facing. I know how to take a licking and keep on ticking. I know how to deal with controversy and keep on moving. I know how to deal with haters, but keep on rising. And the battle to become is already won. So look at him in verse 33, because he's got another diet. Here's what he says. Nevertheless, I must journey today 
tomorrow and the day following. For it cannot be that a prophet should perish outside of Jerusalem. He says, listen, he says, I have a different diet. He says, so you can take the lesser, nevertheless, but I'm going to take the greater. You can take the easy way because it's comfortable. I'm going to take the hard way because I ate before I got on my journey. I used to like, years ago, I used to uh, do a lot of, um, uh, well, not used to do a lot of, I used to talk about doing a lot of hiking, and I would hike occasionally. Let me go on and clean that up. I really thought about it a lot in my mind. I thought, man, that'd be a great idea. Um, and, and, and here's one of the things about it, is when you hike, you know, there's not like food stops. You missed it. There's not food stops. It's not like you can stop and say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, you know, let me get, me get to stop over here to the, you know, the, you know, I'm, you know, thousands of feet up a mountain, up a rock, whatever. And there's, you know, a 7-Eleven right here, so I can go get me one of packaged sandwiches and some Lay's barbecue potato chips with a diet coke. <laughs> no, we, you can't do that. So I gotta prepare what I'm gonna eat in advance. Otherwise, I won't have the strength I need to make it to the top. You keep getting so tired because you're not preparing for battle. You keep talking about, I'm just so wore out. You're not wore out. You're disorganized. It's quiet in here. I want to ask you this question. What needs to be cut out of your diet? Because the battle to become is already won through a better diet. Life is like a buffet, but you don't have to eat everything set in front of you. Every now and then, I have this weird food craving for this particular buffet, and it, and it just comes up really weird, and sometimes it's when people say it. I was talking to a pastor another week, and I said, you know, I'm not sure what I'm about to eat, and then, and then he said, well, what about such and such? I said, oh, God, why'd you say that? I said, now it's in my mind, and I said, it's always, like Prince said, it's always in my hair. It's in my head now, and so I'm like, okay, all right, I'm just going to go eat it, and so it's this weird craving, and every time I go there, I'll call this particular person, and I'll say, you'll never guess where I am. And, and they'll, be, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I said, yeah, I just, one of them things, I don't know, it just, it just came up. I said, I'm not sure. And then I will get, watch this, I will get, I will get just the weirdest assortment of food. I'll get the breakfast stuff, and then I'll get some of the bourbon chicken. Then I'll get some rolls. Then I'll get some macaroni and cheese. Then I'll get fish <laughs> with tartar sauce. Then I'll get the little sliders. Now, I know. Then I'll get the little sliders. No, I'll get like four or five plates. I'll make it look like I'm going in. And I'll take like three bites off of each plate and say, okay, I'm done. I can't. I just can't do it anymore. And then I'll get that. And, and then, you know, and then, you know I'll, I'll walk past the salad portion of it. And I'll say, this all looks very, very good. And then, and then I'll move down to the fajita section. And then I'll get some fajita stuff. And, and then... <laughs> And I'll grab a little bit of everything, and then I'll get some pizza. Does anybody else, when you go to particular buffets, you have that same issue happen? Okay, maybe you're, okay, this is, it's just me. Okay, then maybe it's just me. That's all right. Don't judge me with that tone of face. I know you like, oh, I have a salad, and I just had some service. Well, what's the purpose of the buffet then? If you're going to go. Here's the issue, though. Life is like a buffet. You don't have to eat everything set in front of you. When you're at the buffet, you get the ability to say, mm, I don't want that. I'll take that, though. Mm, 
I don't want that. I'll take that, though. Watch this. You have a choice, Harvest Church. You can eat anger. You can eat doubt. You can eat a victim mentality, unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred. Or you can be like your neighbor and eat these life-giving messages. Which is why we make them available in a variety of ways. So you can always eat good in your neighborhood. Say, I need a better diet. I mean, really, if you sit up and you're listening to a bunch of foolishness all day, no wonder why you don't have the strength for battle. If you spend time on the phone with people doing nothing but rehashing drama and junk, no wonder why you don't have the strength for battle. It's quiet in the church. If you go through the process of life and you do nothing but eat everything that's said in funny, well, so-and-so did this, and now that's messed up the whole floor of your day. It's quiet here. Does anybody say you need a better diet? The battle to become is already won. Number one, it's won with a decision to be a disciple. And I think you need to make that decision today. And it's a decision you have to make every day. I'm going to be a disciplined student. But then it's won, number two, with a better diet. And here it is, finally, third point. It's won day by day. Day by day. Here's how we think about life. I had that one battle in January, Bishop. Whoo, I'm good. You're going to have another one in February. February 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st, 32nd, 33rd, 34th, 35th, 36th, 37th, 38th, 39th, 40th, 41st, 42nd, 43rd, 44th, 45th, 46th, 47th, 48th, 49th, 50th, 51st, 52nd, 53rd, 54th, 55th, 56th, 57th, 58th, 59th, 60th, 61st, 62nd, 63rd, 64th, 65th, 66th, 67th, 68th, 69th, 70th, 71st, 72nd, 73rd, 74th, 75th, 76th, 77th, 78th, 79th, 80th, 81st, 82nd, 83rd, 84th, 85th, 86th, 87th, 88th, 89th, 90th, 91st, 92nd, 93rd, 94th, 95th, 96th, 97th, 98th, 99th, 100th, 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 that's why when you look at Deuteronomy, when you're reading it, you'll be like, didn't I just read this? You did. Moses had to say it again because they didn't listen the first time. I want to just throw this in there for somebody for free. What does God have to keep repeating to you? And you call it confirmation. God calls it rebellion. Because he says, how many times do we have to keep going over this over? It? Didn't I tell you to forgive them? So why do you keep holding on to that? Didn't I say that you needed to be faithful? So why do you keep being unfaithful? Didn't I tell you to stand up? So why do you keep sitting down? Didn't I say turn around? So why are you still standing still? Didn't I say get on the dance floor? So why are you still parked on it? No parking. Deuteronomy 7.22. And the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you little by little. Now that right there is a place where I could say, bow your heads. Because notice what he says. And the Lord your God, he's going to drive out those nations before you. But he's not going to do it with one big battle in January. He's not going to do it with one big battle in February. He's not going to do it with one big battle in March. He's not going to do it with one big battle in April. And this is why some of you have been frustrated with life because you're like, I just beat a big battle. And he said, sure, that was a little one. That was last week's. That was last Thursday's. That was last Sunday's. The way that the battle to become is already won is it's won day by day. So he says, and the Lord your God. Will drive out those nations before you little by little. You will be unable to destroy them at once. Lest the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. That word destroy means to accomplish or become. So check out what he says. You will be unable to accomplish or become all at one time. All at one time. All at one time. You, know, you, you missed it, church. You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. 
because here's what we like. We live in a microwave generation. We live in a Twitter generation where you can send out a message and everybody knows it. There used to be a day you had to wait for the paper to come out. Some of y'all still have paper subscriptions. Totally cool. Most people don't. Why? Because we get instantaneous information. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I can send out a message from my phone right now. I can send out a message to the over 4,000 people that have downloaded our, app, downloaded our app. I can send it right here from my phone, and instantly they'd be able to connect with us. Instantly they'd be able to know what I said. But watch this. That's not how it works in life. So the issue is, is that we're like, Bishop, I prayed on Sunday. What the heck is going on? It is Sunday night. I just don't know how much more patience God wants me to have. Where are the honest people at? Bishop, I've been going to the gym. It has been four workouts for 30 minutes each. I do not understand why my body is not like that girl on the magazine not realizing she only looked that good because she was fake. Okay. And anything fake can always look good because AstroTurf always looks good. It always looks watered. It always looks the best. But you and I have to do the real thing because we can't be fake, which means sometimes there's going to be some dark spots. Sometimes there's going to be some yellow spots. Sometimes there's going to be some drying spots. But little by little, would you holler little by little? He said, you will be unable to accomplish or become at once lest the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. So in other words, God said, watch this. He says, the reality is, if I don't do it this way, you're going to think everything in life is like that. And then you're going to get bombarded by battles and crash. You ever heard of shooting stars? You know, talking about people who they just fall, they just rise to stardom so quickly. And then watch this, because it happens so fast, there's too many beasts that they don't know how to handle. Watch this, because their hands weren't trained for war and their fingers weren't trained for battle. So when they get up to that level of life, they don't know how to stay up there because they never learned how to fight battles down here. And I feel like preaching right here. You ought to thank God that you're learning how to battle down here. So when you get up here, you'll be able to stay there. You don't want to be a shooting star that goes high fast but falls even faster. Touch your neighbor say, thank God for your battles. The Israelites didn't just walk. It was talking to the Israelites in Deuteronomy. They didn't just walk into the promised land, unpack, and get comfy. They didn't just leave Egypt and say, oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. We're just leaving, leaving Egypt, got all of our stuff, and... Uh, Got all our stuff. Okay, good. You good? Come on, guys. Let's go to promised land. Oh, wow. Look at the promised land. This is great. Go ahead and unpack them bags. Go ahead and start hanging up pictures. Start putting in furniture and say, here we are, promised land. Does anybody say that's not how any of this works? No, they didn't just walk into their promised land, which for you and I isn't a parcel of land. It's a life. It's a lifestyle called shalom. Hebrew, uh, which means peace, which means nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. All as well. You don't get there instantly. You get there day by day. I think there was a sitcom used to come out and say step by step, day by day. I don't know the rest of the words, so that's all we're going to say. The Israelites didn't just walk into the promised land, unpack and get comfy. So why do we think becoming better is that way? You're so hard on yourself because, because you're like, I should have already had this. I should have already done this. And then here's what happens. If you're not careful, then you'll beat yourself up and disqualify yourself because you're like, why am I not already there? Well, it doesn't work that way. Doesn't anybody say it doesn't work that way? 
Don't use that as an excuse to be slowful or lazy or sloppy in becoming better, but you need to know it's not always going to happen instantly. So watch this. They had to fight battles day by day as the process to possess his promise. I'm going to say that again because that's tweetable. They fought battles day by day because that's the process to possess his promise. I'm going to say it again because your neighbor missed it. They had to fight battles day by day. You've got to fight battles day by day. We've got to fight battles day by day. Harvest Church, we got to fight battles day by day because that's the process to possess his promise. And we don't always become better by huge leaps and bounds. Often it's little by little, day by day, battle by battle and in every battle we become better he trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle why hand and fingers he says because you got to get into the details of the battle somebody said the details of the battle Uh See, watch this. Your hand can do one thing, but your fingers can do other things. In other words, he was saying you go from something larger to something smaller. He was saying uh, the war is bigger than the battle because the battle, uh, several battles add up to a war. So what he says is I need you to understand the details of battle. And in this series, you're going to learn how to fight the details of the battles, the everyday battles that you face. Say my hands are trained for war and my fingers for battle. Are you ready for what we need to train for church? Are you ready to train for war and your fingers to battle? Are you ready to get into some details so that you start having great days because great days turn into great weeks and great weeks turn into great months and great months turn into great years. Somebody say the battle to become is already won. And I'm out of time. So today, if you're in this worship experience and you've never given your life to Jesus, I got good news. Just bow your heads with me for a moment. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.